All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. Where it began. I can't begin to knowing, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm Touching warm Reaching out, touching me, touching you. Fit Nation. If you have not had the chance to check out our first book, 13 Step Guide to Success, it is available on Amazon and Kindle and paperback. If you're a new listener, we appreciate you joining us. 
Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and, of course, on our YouTube channel, The Underscore Misfit Nation. That's The Underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest episodes, the latest news of the Misfit Nation, and also allow you to hear the amazing stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a speaker and a certified full-time professional coach, providing practical advice, guidance, and support to female professionals in abusive relationships or who are struggling through a painful separation or divorce. After having experienced this for herself, she teaches others what she has enforced successfully. Her professional and personal life is now uh, blossoming in tandem, and she continues to help others, other women globally to achieve groundbreaking results so that they too can live the best life ever. So without further ado, let's welcome Camila Kalberg to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Camila. Thank you so much, Rich. Uh, thanks for taking some of your time to share some of your story with us here on the Misfit Nation. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, please tell a little bit about your backstory from as far back as you want to go to where we are now to the Misfit Nation. Mm, I will. And first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm so excited. And the, the, the name of your podcast or, and your, your show just so resonates with where I was <laughs> and uh, who I am today. So I'm just so, um, so thrilled and honored to be here. Awesome. Welcome um, and welcome to be part of the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I uh, just going to big back. Um, actually grown up from a very um, loving family because some people like we talk about toxic relationship. My parents are still married. Um, they're in the 80s. So I grew, grew up in a very loving and safe environment. Um, before going into coaching, now, as you mentioned in the in the intro, I'm now a full time coach. I was uh, with BP, Shell, IBM. So I've been in the corporate world, I experienced like tox toxicity, like uh, the hard leadership role when you are in the corporate world. But actually, on the flip side or the other side is also the it can also be very tough in in a relationship. And uh, as you mentioned, Rich. Um, I've been in the relationship myself and I'm a full-time coach helping women. And actually, I'm now also expanding helping men uh, out of toxic relationships uh, and finding um, joy in living the life. And with a, apart from being a, um, a full-time coach, I am a mama of a daughter, almost eight. Ooh. She loves to say that. I'm almost <laughs> eight. Um, and we said just before going on the show, I've uh, been in where you have raised it. I want to race, but where you live in Tennessee, Texas, and I love it. So I'm also a very big country fan. Awesome. Uh, it's, I, was, I was glad you said that you're now starting to wind into helping uh, men as well, because they also suffer from the same things, both in the corporate world and at home, because uh, it could happen to anybody and I know for most of the stigma, it's been women, but there's a lot of men out there that won't even ask for help. They'll just keep getting grounded down in this. So I'm glad that you have branched out to help all them as well, because they need it too. Uh, when you first started this, was it hard to find uh, your footing to start coaching or was it easy to go out there and just say, hey, I've been through this. I have been able to stand up and go find and help others. I love that question. And again, matching your, your name, it's like, uh, I said, and I will call it a secret on being in the toxic relationship for years. And I started actually off with uh, being a personal development coach. And uh, I just realized as I was writing my story uh, and going through the, uh, the divorce that um, I thought I was the only one, but I wasn't. 
Uh, but nobody it's like when you're in this um, verbal abusive relationship, nobody understands it and, and, and understands and believes what's really going on. Because when we were together, he was also very kind. So it was really difficult to stand on it and own it. And it took a while. But then and I really tapped in and then people came back and said, Camilla, how brave it is to share your story. But it's like, who else should share the story if I was not to share the story? And psychological abuse is real. And if we as people don't, as people as adults, don't heal ourselves, our children will suffer immensely. And I saw the impact on my daughter. And I think the feedback that I got, the men start to reach out. It just kept me going and owning the role even more. Definitely. And that. I like that also that you you brought in the, the children because the children will watch what's going on. If you allow it to keep happening or or the other partner allows it to keep happening, the child believes that's the way it's supposed to be. And then it just repeats the cycle as the child grows into adulthood and gets to their first relationships. Absolutely. And they mirror how we show up as mom or as a dad, but also they are if if they they are um, the victim as well. And if they don't get help. They, what I learned is that they will, uh, they don't know how to behave as, as good adults and they will have really challenges in the teenage years. That's why it's so important to, to get the right help. But as my, one of my friends said, you have to like, when you're on the airplane, who do you give your oxygen mask on first? It's you. And then you give your kids. And it's exactly the same here. And um, if I might just take it a bit further, uh, I'll share more on this. It's like when um, I knew, I knew what was going on. And my daughter, when she started, was four. She started to uh, do self-damage, banging her head uh, in kindergarten. And nobody, nobody really understood what was going on. And they said she was now in day um, boarding school, but in the day um day school we call that she doesn't live there um, and she said they told me that us that she was not be the a good student there because she just misbehaved and I say hang on she just she doesn't have the language but she's reacting on what she's being what she experiences and she experienced verbal abuse as well so that's why it's so important to help children as well yeah Definitely. And like you said, at that point, she's now doing self-harm and it's at four years old. You can imagine how that kid just uh, spiral as she gets older into her early teens. And then if no one helps her at that point, will she make it to her 20s and beyond? Yeah, just Absolutely. And that's why it's so important. I, it, be, it now has become my kind of my my life path to talk about verbal abuse and why it's so important to get the right help. I have also been in, that's so again, matching the name of the show. I've also been in a position where or in, in, in therapy, but I didn't get the right help. And that's why you have to really listen to you, what your heart tells you, what is right and what is not, and then take the right step when you really have tried what you're, can do in order to kind of like, save the relationship, but it doesn't really, it does really affect your health and do something differently. Yeah. Right. So when you're in a, a physical relationship or a corporate relationship, like you were working in corporate in the corporate world, you can have that same verbal, re, verbal abuse there. How do you know the signs when you're in that toxic relationship? Uh, 
whether like telltale signs, is it like, do you feel a physical like letdown in yourself when people are talking to you? How's it go through you? Mm, I love that question. So the signs, what I know to be true is that they always blame you. You can never do anything right. And they always blame you what forever small thing that is, you will get the blame. And it will be so ongoing, the blaming, or you've been told, uh, told how lousy you are, you're not living, delivering good quality, always backstabbing. I've seen some, that's where this toxic relationship is like from a corporate relationship, as a corporate world as well. The leadership is like backstabbing. And um, it doesn't make any, it, it uh, doesn't make any, um, it doesn't make any sense, but it's like the, the thing is that those who, do that they are insecure but until we have the right tools to navigate in this and become greater than the environment we actually uh, lose hope we lose um trust in our own abilities to do right quality to live on time because we are told we cannot do what is expected exactly and then the further they keep you beat down with their with their verbiage and such it just makes you even less feel less important in, in your life and, and in the whole overall scheme of things. So how can a person strengthen their mindset and become, I guess, separate from what's going on so they can actually take over and take, take charge of everything in their life? Yeah, that's a good question. And my way just a cliffhanger to what you just mentioned about being verbal abuse. The theory shows that you only have to listen to the verbal abuse 10 times then your brain starts to think that it's real, which isn't real. So that's why we have to act fast. But I know that later, and that's why I go out teaching uh, and helping my clients and and free. So what to do? There's a few things here. First of all, we should ask ourselves, how true is that? Like, if you tell me it's crap and you can't tell me why and now you can't help me say how true is that actually that I deliver bad quality or how true is it that I'm really am a bad mom I've heard so many times that I'm bad mom how true is that another and then really listen to what our heart tells us is that true or is it not true and if it's if you tell me something that is heavy on me most likely it's not true so it's about really listening to ourselves and trust ourselves. Sometimes it can be difficult to, uh, it's not difficult, but it's sometimes you have to practice, rehearse that muscle to be proud of who you are, but we should all be proud of who we are. Definitely. And I um, think what you mentioned there about bad mom, I bet that is, that is just like almost getting punched in the stomach when someone calls a woman a bad mom, because no matter how hard they're working, if you say, oh, you're a bad mom, then you think what I do wrong. Exactly. And the more you listen to that, then you, you start to believe, am I really a bad mom? Um, and then um, the children starts to behave because you don't know, you're unsure. And then it just the drill got you on and you could just get lower and lower on, self, on your self-esteem. Um, but I think like going back to what to do and to become greater than the environment is really to say, but first of all, just observe, like, what are you really telling me? Is that 
with a loving tone of voice or are you aggressive? If you're aggressive, it's actually on you that you are uncomfortable in what you're showing up. Actually, I may be a very great mom, but you're not, you're struggling with your, with being a dad. But rather than taking, asking for help, you try to <laughs> punch me in the stomach as you mentioned. So, yeah. And they, so they shift blame or shift their, like you said earlier, they have a, a shortfall or a character flaw. So they try to push that off onto the other person, the other partner in the relationship. And the same thing in the corporate world, your boss may not be a strong boss, a strong leader. So what they do is they, they push their weakness off and say it's the employer employee's fault and let them feel like they're a horrible person in the relationship. Exactly. And they want to shine. And that's why this toxicity is both in the corporate world and at home. And it's about finding out. I've been working. I've been uh, before going into coaching. I had my own advisory company, and I did also have clients who were, or when I was an employee, where leaders wanted to shine, and they were telling that we were not good enough or backstabbing. But that is not the right behavior, right? We don't cultivate any love or peace when we backstab people. The only thing we do is to uh, to create distinct. A gap between the leader and the employer, like employee. Exactly, that and pushing that gap further away and make that employee realize, hey, I am uh, worthwhile. I don't need to work in this, uh, say, uh, BP or Exxon or or Shell or any other large name company. I can work at another place and be treated as a valued employee and and shine. And vice on the other side in a relationship, I don't need to sit here and get abused and take this just because the world says divorce is bad, I can move forward and actually have a happy life. Oh, it just so resonates with me because that's exactly it. And I was procrastinating divorce for, for so long. It's like, it, it's kind of being in a bubble, like also when you're in the corporate world at home, I say, oh, but my daughter, she, and I was thinking, I, she's the only girl at school where my parents are separated. How true is that? How true is that? But I kept telling me all those lies and I lived on all those lies for so many years and said, here's what we have to do. I think from a broader perspective is to say, as you mentioned, is that there's always something better out there. Or if, if what we experience right now doesn't serve us, leave move forward don't accept no it's not about acceptance because when then we accept without guilt or pressure but we don't don't tolerate what is if it doesn't make you happy exactly you got to get that pressure off your chest off your head uh telling you that you're the bad person and making you overwork when you don't really need to and it doesn't help when the partner or the boss isn't actually doing their part to make things correct or make it work so I think you learned a lot through that, that both those phases. Yes, I did. And as mentioned that I, I sat on this for so many years, I was not ready to, to really face that the relationship was holding me back from living my best life, from taking my advisory company to the next level. But the thing is, I was so scared. I was walking on eggshells at home. I accepted, I tolerated so much. I lost my hair when every, every, every evening I was, my eyes were tickling. I was, I was so not well. And I, I woke up every so many days with migraine. I accepted that. 
And I said, why, but something is so much better. And I think here is like, why tolerate what is which doesn't make you happy? Like, it's like being in this scarcity. It's like, if the relationship is not serving you well, move forward and don't see a divorce as the end of life, but actually starting off a new, new life and a better life. So exactly, exactly the same when corporate world, if you are stuck in a in a um, work position with a leader who doesn't appreciate who you are and the, what you do, move forward. That's always something better out there for you. Exactly, and a lot of people do get caught in that, that grind at work. Especially if I if I leave this, what do I have? Uh, do I have to start completely over? Uh, am I the lowest person on the totem pole now because I can't? I'm not where I was and I have to accept this abuse or I'll never be able to get where I need to be. But once you open that door, hand in your keys to that office and start working somewhere else or working for yourself like you are, you feel a lot better. You're able to breathe a lot more and be happy. Oh, yeah. And what you mentioned there is like open the door and breathe is like you have to leave your comfort zone in order to create something new. And that's where sometimes we may be a victim of our comfort zone because we don't know what is. But what we have to remember is that the only one who can create happiness is, is you, it's me. You can't make my life happy. I, I have to be happy. And that's what I have come to learn and come to understand. And that's what I'm up. I'm not preaching. I'm not a priest, but I'm really... <laughs> advocating for taking more responsibility of how we want to live our lives and that, that's outstanding i was about to ask you a question saying that you are a coach now an advocate for being a creator of a better life and not being the victim in your life so what do you mean by that and what is the secret to breaking through that glass and getting out there oh yeah so what is the secret i think the secret is very simple but may need some work is to start trusting yourself. And, and what life do you want to live? It's so simple, but it may require some tools, it may require some strategies, because we don't, we don't, we're not taught in school. But this trusting who you are and that you're good enough, that you're just where you're supposed to be, and you can learn and just be proud. That's really. I think the secret source of creating your best life and then find people who can, who want to help you realize your dreams. Right. You have to be able to have, have your dreams and actually push for them and, and run after them because they won't chase you. You have to go after your dreams, after your goals, you have to be on top of those. And, uh, I mean, I, I understand in life we have stress. There's always going to be stress. I mean, I know you're always worried about what, What's going on with your daughter? What's she going to do next? How you can make things better for her or things like that? Or your clients, am I doing the right things for them? There's always stress, but how do you take that stress and turn it into energy and make the values for making people better? Mm. And I love that question because actually I have come to understand and learn that I'm not looking at stress anymore. So what I've learned and what I have, uh, what I have learned the hard way and with a now. <laughs> teaching the the easy way is to find inner peace because when you're in inner peace 
everything around you can be chaotic, but you know what serves you and you know what is true. And that's why I can, because when you've been with an abuser, verbal abuser, that person will always abuse you unless that person works on himself or herself. So you can't change the other person, but what you can do is actually to so much ground yourself and find inner peace. So when whatever comes your way, it won't, it, you won't consider as a stressor. You will just observe it and then you will do what you know, do best. And I just, as a preparation for our talk, I was listening to obviously our, your podcast and you mentioned about don't take a decision uh, when you're under stress. Something I can't remember the right thing. And that's exactly what I what I teach as well. Find inner balance and then make the smart decision. Right. Uh, we always say don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And uh, that's what a lot of people, that's what I try to get into people's heads because in the, the veteran sphere, there's a stigma of a lot of suicides and 22 a day is the number that comes out. And a lot of it is people just getting to their wits end and making that, that final permanent solution to that temporary problem that others probably could have helped them with. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's where you come in as a coach. Now uh, you can help people get over that, uh, that wall, that wall that's in front of them, break through mm-hmm. it and, and smile a little more. And uh, what is What's the single greatest secret to maybe thriving after that tumultuous breakup at work or the divorce itself? The one, the, the feeling that is so predominant in me is freedom. I never, so we recently moved house for the love of my daughter. Um, and um, the day we got, not we, the day we moved in, both of us start to um, thrive. It's, it's so difficult to describe but feel an sense kind of wave of freedom. Like before I was spotting number plates, colored cars. I took all my pre- uh, pre- preventions to, um, to not to, um, to protect her. Now I just live my life. And that is where freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> and that's what I really advocate for is I really taking, do, take, do what serves you best. Exactly. You're able to open them doors, like you said, open the door and, and you're happy. Both of you, you and your daughter were happy at that point. You can see it in her eyes, her, her young wanting to learn eyes and, and your knowing eyes. You can see both of them and and you know that her about to be eight and letting her, letting her, you're her letting you know that she's about to be eight constantly. That's telling you that she's thriving as well. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, just yesterday, the school, one of the school teachers told me when I was picking her up that she has, she, uh, she spotted a remarkable change in her less than two weeks after the move. That is really, really interesting. So that's why going the, the kids are so they're so valuable and we have to nurture them and pour a lot of love in them, a lot, as much love as we can. But it's about really taking the right decision, not in rush, but really think it through. You can think it bring it through fast when you have the right people to um to work with um as uh, bouncing partners. But he is really about making the decision that serves you and your 
children if you have children yeah exactly and i know we probably hit on a lot of this that i'm going to ask you now but if you can give your top three uh, bits of advice to give someone that's going through a tumultuous relationship what would those advice what would that advice be so the first thing that comes to me is that if you are stuck in this tumultuous relationship and you are unhappy then make the conscious choice to leave if you are in an abusive relationship you're afraid of your partner like i was then get your relationship or not relationship you are um you are a professional network up and running it could be a coach it could be a therapist like work with someone so you are not going through the divorce alone so you've got to plan it right like how you're going to do it the the breaking the news actually the divorce itself and and after divorce also if you have kids make sure that you have the right people on your on your team also includes a um, attorney a lawyer so make sure you have that and last but not least trust yourself it's like you have to make sure just be proud of who you are and be proud that the decision you done serves you much better than where you are right now or what you where what you have been in does that make sense yes it does that's great advice all three of those are great and how does someone get in contact with you in order to either hire you or just chat with you or maybe get them get you on their show Mm, yeah, absolutely. So I, you, I can, you can find me on LinkedIn as Camilla Kalberg. Uh, I have my uh, website, Kalberg Coaching, and I have just launched my group coaching program called Zero Stress Divorce, because you actually can have a zero stress divorce when you work with the right people and you have the right tools and strategies. So that's how people can, can reach me. And of course, for you, if they um, don't catch our, um, my data. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Camila, for taking some of your time to spend with us here on the Misfit Nation and sharing your story. It's been a true pleasure, pleasure and uh, I'm so happy that we connected. And I hope that I, with my story, inspired people to, to do what serves them best. I'm sure it will. And if it touches one person and gives them that light, then it's a success. It is.
Taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up and comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on themisfitnation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are Fit Nation. Where do I turn to when there's no choice to make? When there's so much at stake I was so sure Of it all What if I need you In my darkest time
some guidance. 